0: When we have the anointing, that is the inward speaking of the life within us, we must obey that anointing. We should always be those who are sent by the anointing to obey the
1: living Word of God. Welcome to Life Study, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study is a study of the Bible emphasizing life. Jesus said in John 6.63, The words I have spoken to you are spirit and our life. Life Study is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman nee and Witness Lee. Watchman nee began this ministry in China in the 1920s and continued it until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962. Before we begin today's Life Study, we would like to give you our toll-free number through which you may obtain a free copy of today's message. That toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 1-888-543-3788. With us on the program today is Francis Ball. Francis has been associated with Living Stream Ministry for over 30 years. Francis, can you give us a little background before Witness Lee speaks from John chapter 9, where life's sight and life's shepherding meets the need of the blind in religion?
0: Yes, uh, Witness Lee has been covering nine specific cases in the Gospel of John. We've been seeing how in these cases, which are actually historic events in history, but they have a much deeper spiritual meaning showing that Christ, as life to us, meets every man's need. Witness Lee has shown us seven such cases up to this point, showing how Christ meets our first need by regenerating us, then satisfying the sinner's longing, and healing his sick condition, and enlivening the helpless. And then we saw how he's feeding the hungry, and quenching the thirsty one, These are all positive cases in this gospel. Last week, however, he spoke on the case of an adulterous woman who needed Christ as life to her for the forgiveness of her sins. Today we come to another case of man's negative situation.
1: Let's join Witness Lee with the case of a man born blind.
2: We have pointed out that uh, after the first six cases... From the same case, John started to take care of the three negative big things. The sin and the blindness, or we may say the darkness, and then the death. We have covered sin. What is covered here is the blindness, the darkness. Darkness is a sign of death, and death comes from sin. Now, here you have the blindness. People would think the blindness is something from sin. This is right, but later on we will see what is shown here. It is not a matter of this man's sin or that man's sin, but a matter of the work of God. So in chapter 9, we have life's sight for the blind. Here's a man born blind. The disciple saw this. The disciple raised up a question according to their religious knowledge, asking the Lord whether this blindness was due to this man's sin or to his parents' sin. Listen, I said already that uh, in this book, any question of yes or no, right or wrong, go to bed, could never get an answer in the realm of yes or no. Because this is a book of life, not a book of the knowledge of good and evil. So here, the Lord Jesus answered, neither his sin nor his parents' sin, but for the work of God. You see, again, the Lord's answer brought his disciples To God directly, that means to the tree of life. Here's a man born blind. He was born blind, but he received sight. By what way? First of all, the Lord Jesus said, when they saw this blind man, He said, I am the light of life. And this indicates that the blindness with anyone is due to the liking of the light of life. Any kind of blindness is due to the light of life. Every dead one is a blind one. Surely, everyone that died could never see anything. So, blindness means what? Blindness means the shortage of life. If you have life, you have the sight. If you have life, you have the light. Light opens up your eyes. So, first of all, the Lord point out what this blind man needs is the light of life.
1: Let's pause here. In this case in chapter 9, the Lord is dealing with the man blind from birth. Of course, the blind man, no doubt, considered his need was to receive sight. But the Lord first pointed he and his disciples to himself as the light of life. What is the light of life, and how do we see it applied in this case? Well, to answer this question, I believe we need
0: to refer back to several passages in the Gospel of John because uh, he refers to himself as the light and life. As long as he is in the world, he is the light of the world. For example, in John chapter 1, John's saying here of the Word, which is Christ, being life, and this life is the light of men. And then in chapter 8, After the case of the adulterous woman, he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of life. And chapter 9 that we're in now also uses this same term. Also in chapter 11 and chapter 12, Christ refers to himself in this way. So to say that this need of this man is life and light, we have to realize that this is dealing with a man not concerning his sins specifically, or concerning the sins of his parents that he was born blind. But it's dealing with the fact that this man is in darkness, and that indicates death. So his need is life, and his need is light. So the Lord Jesus comes to him to meet this need by being life and light. And this is the case of all of our situations. We were all born blind— We need Christ as life. When we have Christ as life, we have him as light. So this term, the light of life, is really referring to the person of Christ himself. He is life, and he is light. So when Christ comes to him to deal with him so he can have his sight, his main emphasis is light and life. He's in a situation of darkness and a situation of death. So it's necessary, if Christ is to be life to him, that he comes to him as life and light. Every dead person needs life, and every blind person needs light. So the Lord Jesus is really meeting this man's need by coming to him to offer himself to him as life and light the main purpose the Lord has here is not just to make this man see physically he wants to be life to him so he can see and have sight spiritually this case is also another case that's very much like the previous cases in that Christ is just offering himself to solve every man's need by being life to that man
1: let's rejoin witness Lee.
0: Then,
2: what the Lord did was very, very interesting. But when I was a young Christian and I didn't understand this, I was always laughing at the Lord Jesus. You know, <laughs> it's quite uh, strange. Uh, today, nobody likes to touch anyone's beetle, right? and the Lord Jesus speaks something (laughs) and used his beetle to uh, mix the clay. And eventually, the Bible here calls that a kind of anointing matter. (laughs) The Lord anointed the blind eyes with this strange thing. What a strange thing? The spittle mixed with the clay. I say again, this is a book of picture. We shouldn't understand this book just according to the letters in black and white. Surely, we have to pray and look to the Lord that we may get into the real meaning of the letters in black and white. I cannot tell you how much time I have spent in this one thing. Not only for months, for years. One day, I saw the mingling of the divine life with humanity. I pick up the word mingling, I do believe, by the spiritual revelation, not by the English reading. <laughs> <laughs> but, but eventually, I got confirmed that uh, the word mingling is the right word. Please all turn to Leviticus chapter 2, verse 5. And if thy oblation be a meal, a meat offering, that means meal offering, bacon in a pan, it shall be of fine flour, unleavened, mingled with oil. We all know this is a type. The fine flour typifies the humanity of the Lord Jesus. And the oil here we all know typifies the Holy Spirit, the divinity of the Lord Jesus. So in the person of the Lord Jesus, there is the mingling of the divinity with the humanity. Since that time, the Lord showed us the mingling. Maya. one day I came back to John chapter 9 when I read it woof. for years and years I didn't get interpretation but that day I got it Amen. I just got it you know in Romans 9 we are told clearly man was just clay man was just clay we are just pieces of clay what are we Humanity is what likened, typified, figured as clay. And what is the spittle? In this symbol, chapter 6, the Lord says, The word I speak to you of the Spirit. And Matthew 4 says, The word that proceeded out of the Mouth of God, I got to know the spittle figuratively speaking is the word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, and the word that out out that proceeded out of the mouth of Christ is the spirit. So to uh, mingle the spittle with the clay simply signifies to mingle humanity with the Lord's living word. And I tell you, this is the top, the highest, the strongest, and the most prevailing ointment on this whole earth.
0: Amen.
2: (laughs) All the divinity mingled with humanity. This is the best...
1: Francis, let's break in here, because this is such a crucial point. We have just heard Witness Lee introduce the term mingling concerning the Lord's humanity and His divinity. This is a term that some struggle with and possibly misunderstand. Why is this a valid term for this mysterious relationship, and how does the passage quoted from Leviticus apply to this very New Testament concept?
0: Well, first of all, I would say this certainly is a valid term to use concerning the person of Christ because God's intention from the very beginning was to be joined with man, to be one with man, to bring divinity into humanity and make this one person. And that person is Jesus Christ. He is both God and man. And here he's using this word mingle Because this describes the relationship of the humanity with the divinity. Or I should say, of the divinity with the humanity. Because what came out of his mouth, spittle, which is kind of a crude term, I admit. But still, something came out of the Lord's mouth. And we learn from Matthew chapter 4 that whatever comes out of the Lord's mouth is the word of the Lord. And also, we found out the Word is the Spirit. The words that I speak unto you, Jesus said, are Spirit and are life. So what came out of his mouth was the living Word of God, and that was mingled with the clay. Clay, of course, describes man. Man is just a piece of clay. You and I are just a piece of clay. But God came in His living Word to mingle himself with humanity. And that one who was so mingled didn't create a third person, but became two natures in one person, divinity and humanity, making one person. To me, this is quite marvelous, that this describes God becoming man, and yet he is today still God and still man. He's the God-man. As a matter of fact, Years ago, I read that verse in Leviticus chapter 2, verse 4, about the meal offering. I learned from uh, my teaching in the brethren when I was with them that this whole case of the meal offering is really a picture of the Lord Jesus, a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there it says, the fine flour is mingled with the oil. The fine flour, of course, speaks of his humanity, and the oil speaks of everyone knows, of the Spirit. In the whole Old Testament, the use of oil denotes the Spirit of God. So here you have God in His divinity mingled with humanity. So this word mingled is very, very appropriate and also is a scriptural term to use in connection with the God-man. So the Lord Jesus is that mingled person. He is both God and man. He is the true God man. And this word, mingled, is really a good, vital word, even a scripture word, and should be used to describe the two natures in one person, the God man.
1: Let's go back to Witness Lee.
2: Just up to this point, this blind man got more blinded. <laughs> A thick layer covered his two eyes. He was blind, but his two eyes were not covered. But now after this wonderful anointing, both of his two eyes all got covered. Terrible. Then the Lord Jesus told him, go to Wash your twice. Where? Lord. That means you have to be obedient to the life giving word. And he went and he washed. Washed away mainly the clay. It's quite meaningful. And this means what? This means to wash away your old humanity. You get the sight by the word, by the spirit. But your humanity, the old thing, has to go. Amen. Then your eyes will be opened. And then you will receive the sight. Just Reading, studying the Bible, I tell you, it's not adequate. I have a word in black and white, is in the Bible, but without the mingling of the divine life with your humanity, I tell you, you could never see the word. You read it, but you don't see it. Again and again and again, until one day, my, there is such a sentence in the Bible, yes, It's been there for years. You just couldn't see it. Right? You have been reading through again, 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 again. You just couldn't see until one day. My, what is this? Oh, you start to see. Okay. You start to see right where your (laughs) toys got covered. You got more blended. Temporarily. But if you would obey from within the living word. Amen Lord Jesus. This is it. Amen. That's it. Amen. Uh-huh. Right away you have the sensation something fell off. Right? Something stayed, something fell off. Something got into you, something was gone. What something was gone? You owe humanity. Then, my, the light. Who? Oh, my. Now I can see the third heavens. This is the way to receive the light. To receive the sight is a good thing. But you have to get yourself prepared to <laughs> suffer the persecution by the blinding religion. They have no right to kill persons. But what they could do is to put you out of them. Excommunicate. From Judaism. That's really good.) It's really good. Listen. Excommunicated, but received. Excommunicated. Also says, but received by the Lord Jesus. Amen. I like this story. Amen. I really like this story. Because this blind man got the sight by a kind of a obscure believing. If you check with me, brotherly, did that blind man believe or not? It's hard for me to say. I do believe he believed. He believed in a kind of innocent way. He didn't know adequately who Jesus was. But he did believe that Jesus was something. (laughs) And he argued for this. He didn't believe Jesus adequately, but anyhow, to some extent, he believed. And he argued with those Pharisees. And eventually, they cast him out. I don't know whether he went to Lord Jesus. I don't believe so. But anyhow, he was met with the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus asked him, Do you believe in the Son of God? You know what he said? Lord, Who is the Son of God? (laughs) He believed, yet he didn't know the Lord Jesus yet. (laughs) Then the Lord Jesus told him, The one who is speaking to you, (laughs) I am the Son of God. Right away, he believed in and he worshiped. I tell you, he got received. Not only he has received the sight, but he got received by the Lord. This was the Lord as a shepherd. Went into the sheepfold. And saw a little blind sheep there. And he opened the little blind sheep's eyes. And then the Lord Jesus took the lead to walk out of the sheepfold and that little sheep followed him.
1: Francis, before we conclude the program today, can you say more about the need to obey the Lord's speaking in order to have our sight fully restored?
0: You know, this uh, anointing that the Lord Jesus put on the eyes of this blind man is called an ointment, an anointing. It seems very strange, as Witness Lee pointed out, to put a kind of clay into a man's eyes. But this clay represents his human nature, his human being, his fallen being. So here the Lord Jesus tells him, Go and wash. This is a specific command in answer to the anointing on his eyes. Without going and washing, he will not come seeing. Later, this man told the Pharisees, when they asked him, Who made your eyes see again? He said, I don't know who it was, but I know that he put clay on my eyes, and he told me to go and wash in the pool of Siloam, and I did, and now I see. So the important thing here is that when we have the anointing, that is the inward speaking of the life within us, we must obey that anointing. And the word Siloam means sent, so we should always be those who are sent by the anointing to obey the living
1: Word of God. If you would like a free copy of today's Life Study Message and a gift copy of The Stream Magazine, Call toll-free at one eight 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 life study That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or visit us at our website, www.lsm.org. That's www.lsm.org. In addition, books by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee can be obtained through your local Christian bookstore. Our number again is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Join us again next week and every week for another Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Thank you for listening.